Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you're tuning into Thinking Out Loud here with me. This morning, I'm still thinking about Genesis chapter 3 and all of the ramifications of that. But one thing that I wanted to share with you before I kind of move on from Genesis 3 and approach a different passage of Scripture in my own study and devotion time is I wanted to share with you about the progression of sin and about the root of sin. Now, when you see Eve and she's tempted by the serpent in Eden, by Satan in the form of the serpent, you see that she's in the absence of the presence of God, meaning that she is not standing with God in that moment. It's not that she's doing anything horribly. She's just found herself to distance from God. And when she's in that distance from God and from devotion and relationship and intimacy, there's a question presented, and the question forms a doubt, and the doubt solidifies itself and becomes an outright lie, and then the lie produces a desire, and the desire leads to an action, which is sin. And James kind of picks up on this in his epistle. He says, lust when it has conceived brings forth sin, and sin when it's finished brings forth death. And that's what you see played out in Eve here in the garden. But then you see the actual temptation itself, what the desire looks like. And the desire is a threefold level. And on this threefold level, you see that she looks at the tree and she sees that it's good for food. And then she sees that it's a fruit to be desired to make one wise, and then it's pleasant to the eyes. So three things, good for food, pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise. Well, that standing in of itself may not seem like much, but I find it amazing how God has perfectly choreographed all of Scripture to fit together, to have this one whole cohesive testimony. Because at the other end of the book, in John's first epistle, which is one of the last books of the Bible, his first epistle, he writes this in the second chapter, uh, around, a, around verse 16. He says that, all that is in the world is this, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Three things. And you kind of could see almost the correlation that the lust of the flesh, the flesh gets hungry, the tree's good for food. The lust of the eyes, she sees that the tree is pleasant to the eyes. And the lust of the flesh, or the pride of life, she sees that it's something to be desired to make one wise. That would be like a pride boost. So you see how each one of those three correlate with one another. Now, personally, because I believe I know that God works in threes um, to communicate kind of his seal on creation, you know, the, the temple has three areas, the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. You know, God reveals himself as our triune God, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So almost everything that you see has that triune stamp on it. And we, likewise, being the temple of God, also have three um, aspects of who we are. We have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. And those three temptations, I would suggest, almost apply to each area that Eve was tempted in her body by the fruit being good for food and that she was tempted in her soul by it being pleasant to the eyes and she was tempted in her spirit by it being, you know, um, the pride of life, you know, it being something that could make her wise um, and that she would be as gods or as a god. So each one of those three things correlate together. And then here is where all of this is just put on beautiful display as God setting up a pattern for 
the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, to fulfill that pattern, is that when Jesus comes in the wilderness, he was tempted in three ways. He was tempted by turning stones to bread, you know, to satisfy his flesh. He was tempted to throw himself off a precipice and rely on the scripture to prove who he was and his pride. And then he was also shown the kingdoms of the world, and that appealed to his eyes, and that if he worshiped, and he if he would worship Satan, those would be given to him. And he each time passed those temptations with the word of God. And it shows that Jesus Christ was tempted in three ways to mirror what happened to Eve. And what happened in the Garden of Eden happened in the wilderness temptation of Jesus. And you see that over. So when the author of Hebrews tells us, he says, we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but we have a high priest who has been tempted in every way that we are yet without sin. What he's actually saying is that Jesus Christ was tempted in the spirit, the soul, and the body, yet he surpassed each one of those tests with excellence. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor C.A. Thank you and God bless.